Welcome to The Founder's Table. I'm Kendra Brassfield, the CEO of Neolife International. And in this podcast, I'm going to be sitting down with Jerry Brassfield, the founder and chairman of the company, and asking him to share stories and life lessons that have paved the way for international success as an entrepreneur with a life's mission of making a measurable difference in people's lives. Thank you, JB, for joining us for another episode of The Founder's Table. It's so great to be back here with you again. Thank you, Kendra. I'm happy to be here. Now, today we want to look at a subject that I think is really important to what we do in our businesses. It's important to the success of our businesses, and that is how do you empower your people to reach their potential? And one of the reasons it's so important is that we know it's not just about ourselves. It's not just about becoming competent leaders ourselves. It's really about being able to empower others to do what we're doing. Duplication is just so key. And so we're going to assume here that we are leaders who are leading by example. We're focused on those things that every leader should be focused on, um, which is personal development, using the products ourselves, sharing with other people. But now how do we go about empowering the people that are on our teams to be able to reach their potential? This is a very important subject. And uh, I would like to start by saying that uh, I believe that most people, most everyone, uh, wants to be a better version of themselves, that they, they want to be healthier, they want to be happier, they want to be a little more prosperous, and they want to be able to help others. So I start with that premise, and then I believe that the main reason that they don't develop to their full potential is because of fear. And with this, I want to, so when I think about how do I empower or develop someone who who started along the path, is I do this by keeping it simple and analyzing whatever it is they might be afraid of. And then I do this by uh, causing them, if I can, to believe in themselves and then get in motion because uh, eliminating fear will free us up to then take a few more steps toward our goal. Wow, that is a very powerful point. You need to take away fear and then add back in the belief. Yes. Uh, you know, the, I, I, I'm, I want to do something, but I don't believe I can do it, and I'm afraid to try. So if we could start there and then just, uh, just say, okay, what is it that we're afraid of? And for example, uh, if I look, maybe it's just I'm afraid to talk to people. I mentioned in a talk before that that was me at one time. And I thought, well, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid of uh, just meeting somebody new that might turn out to be the best friend I ever had? Am I afraid of 
meeting someone that might be the next biggest distributor in my team. And so all of a sudden, if I analyze it, I realize that I've got to stick my hand out, say hello, introduce myself, and open that door that might lead to, you know, many possibilities. It sounds like you conduct a little risk-reward assessment in your head. What's the risk and what's the potential reward That's for an right. action? That's right. I want to get somewhere, and I know what I have to do. And if I'm afraid to do it, I just got to analyze and get over that. And that, that's eliminating that fear. And once, once I'm under, under way, uh, then, you know, it's a matter of minutes into it, the fear just seems to go. And so you've been saying eliminate fear here, but I know just growing up under your wing that you don't necessarily eliminate fear, but I know you've always encouraged me to manipulate my fear, to actually take advantage of it. And have, you've always done such a powerful job of pointing out that fear can actually be one of our strongest motivators to succeed. That's right. If I think back, since I started off in a state of poverty, uh, I was afraid of poverty. Fear of poverty motivates me to this day. And it's just part of my, my DNA. I, I don't like being poor. I don't like that the fact, I don't like that I couldn't help someone else. I want to do good. And if I don't get underway and get that conquered, then, uh, then I'm not going to make progress. So, so I believe that, that uh, getting movement, getting in gear, getting going, uh, starts, fear then starts to be subside. But I can tell you to this day, just before I go up and speak to a large audience, I get nervous and I have a little bit of fear. And uh, then when I'm into it, uh, I think I've seen this happen with you over the years. You know, you, uh, you get in motion and the fear goes away. Yes, but those initial butterflies, they never go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And now, once we address this, taking away fear and adding back in belief, what's next? Well, I like to show people what's possible. What's possible in, in the business by maybe showing them uh, what happens, you know, if you build the organization, what's the income potential, what's possible in personal growth. And I like to do this by sharing stories of people just like me and just like them who have conquered fear and who have achieved these targets and these goals. And there's nothing like stories to encourage us to do better and also cause us to believe, again, that we can do it. So it's belief in what we can do, which eliminates the fear and moves us forward. So drawing out a, drawing out a plan then to get to what's possible and then reminding them along the way, always, you know, you can do this. Encouragement. 
What are some examples of stories you'll tell to show what's possible? Wow. Well, I have so many because of the literally thousands of people that I've met and seen their stories. But uh, uh, I, I look, Louis Smith, a big diamond distributor here in the U.S. today, I remember when Louis was down and not succeeding and thought about quitting. But, you know, he kept on going. And uh, I, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, the biggest distributor that we have worldwide, Charlie Bolton. I mean, he was a used uh, used equipment, farm equipment salesperson with no money. And uh, he was sort of a wreck of a person. If you, uh, he, he himself has said he drank too much. He, he, uh, he just wasn't proud of who he was. And he started off there. He conquered those things. He stayed with it. Uh, I've seen people uh, of all walks of life come in and achieve their goals simply because they conquered fear. They kept their goal in mind of what's possible. And my goal as a leader or someone who's mentoring is to keep reminding them of these things. Well, that is such a powerful point, that the importance of showing people what's possible. And there's nothing more effective than telling a real life story of someone who's done it. That's right. And that's why as a company, we make resources available to, for, to help you tell those stories, like through Lifestyle Magazine and our weekly leadership calls, where we feature those really inspiring stories and those speakers that can help us get our mindset to be leaders. Yes. And you know, once someone gets on the path, I think that the uh, next point here uh, is to make sure that they get recognized for their progress. See, once we get past our basic needs of shelter and food and clothing and so on, we then start to add a little more comfort to our life as our income increases, as our health increases, we feel better. And then as we build and achieve, whether it's, lo I lost 20 pounds, uh, I, uh, I am healthier today than I've ever been. I built my business up and now I made $500. Then recognize people for that achievement. And that's a really important point you bring up because it's not enough to rely on the company's recognition, is it? No, because it needs to be, there's nothing more powerful than peer recognition at the local level in your team. That recognition is the most powerful. This, is, this, this peer, peer recognition is the most valuable recognition you can get. So, so recognize someone for their achievements, small achievements, medium-sized achievements. If someone's afraid to talk to people and they talk to someone, I like to recognize them for it. You did great. You talked to that person. That's great. You keep doing that, you're going to be a big success. So you can't get, recognition cannot get too small. But it can get too big, can't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you over-recognize someone or recognize them for 
something that it doesn't matter? Well, I think that you've got to be careful that recognition has to be real. And it can't be fake recognition. You can't recognize someone for doing something they didn't do. Now they feel worse. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> I've seen that, by the way. And we see this being done so effectively in so many teams. I mean, I was just with uh, Louis Smith and Laverne at their bald eagle function. And they had an awesome recognition within their team yes. at those events. And then we also can send out newsletters, team newsletters, or any or social media. There's so many different avenues to recognize people. Well, I think from a company standpoint, there's enough good information going out that anyone can be mentored by the company, uh, the, the company tools. But with that also, we have team leaders such as, you mentioned Louis Smith or, or Josh, uh, the CarMax. Car, the CarMax. Shelton. The Sheltons. Oh, you're so right. I mean, wasn't that great seeing everybody at Hawaii? I, I came back from the trip and I was so happy to spend a little time there. That was great. And uh, so, uh, and by the way, I hate to go down this path of mentioning names because there'll always be somebody that I forget. But I, uh, I just, I love the stories. I love the way that Charlotte has bounced back after after the setback and her family losing Chuck, I love the uh, I love the gleam in her eye when she talks about it. I loved what Shirley Carmack is going to do it again in a big way, and of course I w I, I missed uh, Lawrence Clark being there, but and uh, and Marjorie. But uh, I tell you, these are things that these stories. All these people have stories that every time I hear the story, I add these stories to my list of stories, and then on appropriate times, I take them out and retell them, and this helps to encourage people. Now, what's next? Once we, we've already covered that we take away fear, add back in the belief, then show people what's possible, paint that picture using stories, make sure they get that recognition that they deserve for their achievements. What's next? Well, we have to, as a leader, we have to remain in the, uh, mentally in the role of uh, serving other people. So if that, that means we're going to help people. We help people because we care for them and we give them our time, we give them our attention, and we lead by example and what we're trying to build. And so with this, uh, with this in mind, uh, you know, it goes back to that biblical principle of, uh, of love your neighbor as yourself. And when you do that, you serve and you give. And any time that you're adding in that, that serving or giving, uh, you're going to be rewarded for it. Because the people that you're giving to, who are the ones, by the way, who have shown some activity, you can't, you can't waste your time by giving attention to people who are not willing to be trying. If they don't try, then they're just not quite ready. I don't give up and I don't say they're not, it's not possible for them to become a better 
version of themselves, but something could be going on in their life that we don't understand. And so I just kind of set that aside for the moment. I look for the ones who have, who have uh, done something. And then if they're willing to put the effort, energy in, then I'm going to be there for them uh, and, and to keep on reminding them of what's possible, reminding them of their own why or goals, and then keep saying to them, you know, you can do this. And, uh, you know, it's just the same way, uh, Kendra, when uh, I taught you to surf, you know. Uh, you know, you're falling off the board, waves are crashing all over you, getting choking on waves and water and salt water. And I uh, just kept telling you, you can do this. And don't you worry about it. And now you outsurf me. So uh, that's an example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend you doing to your children what you did to me. <laughs> no, I think you've turned out pretty well. So, so I, I recommend it. Just don't drown them, okay? <laughs> so well, just to, to keep everyone in the loop here, uh, what he's referring back to was a time when we were out in some pretty large waves. I was about five years old. And these were about six foot waves. And you went to push me on one and the leash wrapped around his hand and launched me off of this deal. And I thought I had just seen, I, I thought I'd come to the end of my life and I was going to die. And when we came in, I got rescued. We came in and then the next, very next day, you made me go back out there. <laughs> That's right. Do the thing you are afraid to do until you're no longer afraid and uh, you know get back in the water so you know i think that once we have our our why our goals laid out and uh, they're important enough for us to try okay then just be committed to stay the course that means commitment means no matter what happens no matter what happens i'm going to keep going towards my goal no matter what happens, I'm going to be a better person physically, okay? Mentally, I'm going to be a better person. Spiritually, I'm going to be a better person. And, you know, I believe that blessings come to people who persevere in their direction of their goals over whatever time it takes to get there. Success is not a place you get to. It's a trip. It's the, it's the road leading there that you're taking. You're successful the minute you make one step in the direction of your goal. And all you got to do is keep being successful. And then when you get to where you thought you wanted to be, set some more goals because it's getting there is not half the fun. Getting there is all the fun. That's so true. Within what you, the point you were just making where we need to remind people of their goals and then be an encourager, constantly encourage them towards those goals that you can do it. But a key aspect of that is actually knowing the goals of the people on our team. Yes. In fact, I always made a point that everybody on my team had to carry their goals, a list of their goals in their pocket at all times. And I would ask them to, that, 
I, show me your goals. And then I would go back over these goals. And in some cases, some of the things on there were already ticked off. And I would say, okay, come on, let's get some new goals here. Or I would say, you know, you can still earn, you can still make that goal. That's not a difficult goal. Let's figure out what you have to do to get there. So it's working off of that goal sheet because the goal sheet is the why. And the why is, that's the core. That is the very core of what makes us tick. Once we have that why in place, then we can build on it and get out there and, and make it happen. And I want to touch on a, for a moment on the type of encouragement you do. Because something that's always stood out to me in contrast to what you see a lot of times is, especially in parents, is that you've always focused on strengths and not necessarily focusing on what are the areas where someone's incompetent because none of us are perfect, right? You have hit upon my hot button. You know something? Whatever you focus on becomes bigger. If you pick somebody's weakness out and start pointing out what is weak and what is wrong, you make that larger and pretty soon they, it, it destroys them. I believe that you take someone's strength. Don't worry about the weaknesses. We all have them. Take the strength. Build on the strength. Highlight the strength. And we'll, you'll notice that over time, the weaknesses will start to get better if you focus on the strength. If you focus on the weaknesses, their strengths start to get weaker. <laughs> their fear gets stronger. <laughs> their fear gets stronger. So pick the things. You hit on it. That is so true, Kendra. And, uh, and if you are, you know, pick something, something good about them and focus on that and just keep talking about it and keep bringing it up and keep wrecking. It has to be real, but then make sure that you show that you appreciate that and they should feel, feel proud of it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, JB. It's been just awesome to get to hear from you some of your biggest takeaways on how do you empower your, the people on your team to reach their potential as leaders. And so just to recap, there were four, four main points that were touched on in today's podcast. The first was that we need to focus on taking away fear and helping people to believe in themselves. And the second was to show people what's possible, remind them about them, keep showing them, never stop doing that. And one of the most powerful ways to do that is through people's stories. And then number three was make sure they get recognized for their achievements within your team, incorporating team recognition. And number four was remind and encourage people towards their goals. And so thank you. All of these things, I mean, I can just vouch for the people listening that you've implemented this in every aspect of your life, these principles. And uh, it has just been great to spend this time with you and get to learn from you. So thank you for everything. Thank you, Kendra. And I just want to close by saying that I believe that everyone, everyone can start where they are and start to make progress. And that progress will lead somewhere that's very fulfilling for them.
Absolutely. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Founders Table. And we hope you enjoyed it and look forward to getting to see you guys at some future events, whether it be rallies in January or convention in July. God bless. God bless.